welcome to a, we'll call this the premiere episode of yeah. Business Brews BS 2.0. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we call it post-COVID. 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 <laughs> um, so, so anybody, uh, I guess, tuning in and listening, our, our, three, our three listeners, um, <laughs> you know, the, the, the joke around the 2.0 is me and Oddwood actually started this back in 2019, um, probably recorded six, seven yeah. episodes of it. Um, struggled to find a good editor at the time that could really edit the podcast, turn them quick, get them out um, before our content became dated. Um, but really, what we look look to do in these is, um, you know, what, if you stick with us, if you if you continue to listen to, to future episodes, um, this is really about um, kind of what we went through building building businesses, starting, leaving corporate world. Um, you know, what we're going to have on guests um, that have built, you know, their businesses, some of them small businesses, some of them pretty large businesses, um, you know, but just to talk about um, what it means to be an entrepreneur, what it means to kind of build and grow your own thing. Um, and so this one, our premiere here is kind of going to give you a little bit of background of me and Audwin, um, kind of how we got to where we're at uh, and what we what we want to do with this. And uh, in a little bit here, you'll you'll meet our our newly crowned producer slash social media <laughs> guy slash editor. Um, you know, all around kind of. I hope what turns into be kind of our, our backbone in moving this forward. Um, but but Derek Brownie will join us here in a little bit. Um, so I'll introduce you here to uh, Audwin Newman, my um, esteemed co-host, colleague, oh, um, scholar. Esteemed. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I, you know, I, first of all, literally, I'm thrilled to be back on. Like, it, it's, it's beyond excitement, you know. Like, so much has happened over the past year. But, um, you know, I, I thought often I wish we were recording yeah. while we were in the throes of going through the past year in 2020 but in hindsight i'm happy that we didn't because like every day was like a week and there was just so much going on there's no way you could capture it all so i think doing a retrospective as we move forward i think is going to be far smarter in hindsight but um you know what i hope people understand and what they they start to see when we do our podcast is we go to new locations often. Uh, sometimes it's the same location, but um, uh, usually we talk about business. We have a drink or two, and then we BS and cut up. And, and so um, this time around, uh, we're in Hotel Tango in Zionsville. Um, it's an artisan distillery, and, and they do magnificent mixology with all their drinks. Um, and Personally, I'm drinking bourbon, but, um, you know, everywhere that we go, we try to sample a little bit of what they do. And most of the places we go to are small businesses that are small but mighty. They're growing. Um, They're fighting the same fight that you and I fight doing what we do. Um, I'm an artist. Uh, It's not the most sexy business, but uh, for me, it's my lifeblood. It's it's what. You know, I wake up thinking about it, and I go to sleep thinking about it. But you make it sexy. Well, I try. I try. <laughs> I try. So, 
um, you know, in over the past year in particular, you know, I've had my most successful year as an independent artist. And I feel like I have a lot to offer any small business, any yeah. small business. Yeah. If, if there are businesses that were substantially stronger than me that didn't make it through the past year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. And, and so the lessons I learned, I think I can push forward to anyone in the future about just surviving ups and downs. Uh, personally, as an artist, I feel like a pandemic year is every year. <laughs> it's just it's the truth. Like you, <laughs> a rainy day. Yeah, yeah. Like if you're at an outside venue, a rainy day turns into a pandemic. Yeah, and yeah. and and you know, this time last year, I didn't know how I was going to get through, it, yeah. what I was going to do to make it through. Yeah, and and I go back to your analogy that you gave years ago about standing on the edge of a diving board and thinking about starting a business mm -hmm. and just walking back on land, like just not jumping yeah. versus jumping off that diving board. Yeah. And between the diving board and the water, you figure out, I got to figure out how to swim. Mm -hmm. And so last March and April, I just went, I got to figure out how to make money without going to art shows, without meeting and greeting with people. Like how, how, yeah. am, I, how am I gonna go from doing 38 to 40 shows a year and that was 85% of my money? Yeah. How do I go from that to no shows because of the risk of sickness yeah. Yeah. and making money? Just, just heard a story, a story this morning on um, monks, a monastery in Europe Monastery had been going on 10, 1098 was when it was founded. So wow, wow, been a while, been a while, been a while. Um, but these these monks support themselves by making cheese, and the pandemic had caused an issue because they can't go out to the the, the markets, the bazaars, and things that they would to sell their cheese. Yeah. And so the monks have had to figure out how to use the internet, how to sell cheese over the internet. Wow. In order to continue to support themselves. Wow. So it's. It doesn't matter how long your business has been established. You've had to figure out a new way over the past year. Um, and it, it's, it, it definitely was for interesting times. Um, so to go back a little bit for, for you know, those tuning in and listening, um, me and Odwin have been friends now for a decade. Yeah. It's wild. A decade or more. It's yeah, wild. It is. Um, you know, and, and it started, I, I still remember the first conversation where we, it was 80s, it was 80s bands, 80s yep. music, yep. Um, you know, and, and we, we both kind of clicked off of that, um, you know, and then we, we built a friendship or with our wives and everything. Um, it turned out we found out we both had offices in the same office building, like three doors down <laughs> and didn't even know it. Um, but it was, but at the time we were both uh, in corporate jobs. Yeah. You know, Odwin, Odwin worked for a big shipping company, um, and I worked for a company on New Jersey. We had remote offices um, in Plainfield, and you know, once we kind of figured out that, hey, wait, we're we're two doors down from each other, um, you know, that kind of just st started to spark a friendship. I think a little bit in there, and, and mm -hmm. over time, um, you know, I, I was actually I was telling Derek earlier today that that you 
are one of the, the best human beings I know. Oh, man. And I don't say, uh, I, I start to say, I guess I don't say that lightly, but I know a lot of bad human beings. <laughs> so it's a low bar. <laughs> hey, you like the company you keep, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm just kidding with that. Gotcha. Uh, but 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 seriously, you're, you're one of the best human beings I know. Um, Thank you. Thank you. But what we found and what led us to this was me and Alden kind of made it a goal. In early 2016, um, through just different circumstances, um, which I'll let you get in and kind of tell your story, which is an amazing story. Um, but we both kind of started our own businesses in 2016. Uh, we left the corporate world. We'd actually, we were sitting at a wine bar that's no longer there on Mass Ave yeah. um, in October of 2015, discussing how much we were burnt out on the corporate world um, and how much we wanted to do our own thing. You, you know, wanted to get back into doing your art full time. I wanted to get into do woodworking full time. Um, and that, you know, we had that conversation with our wives that night out hanging around. You know, fast forward six months, we're both into it. Um, you know, we, we were going on, we were building our thing, um, and just, we, we kind of made a point to get together at least once a month to have lunch. At the time, it was the Scotty's Brew House we were having lunch at. Yep. Um, you know, and the conversations, we would sit there for, you know, it was supposed to be a lunch, and we would sit there for two or three hours with these conversations. And even though we were in two completely different businesses, um, really doing completely total different things, it was just, it was, it was kind of funny at just obstacles that you come across, walls that you run against, speed bumps, challenges, those sort of things, just how much they aligned over time of growing a business, yep. um, which kind of led us back to think of if we're going through these with each other in two completely different options, other entrepreneurs have got to be going through the same struggles. Right. They've got to be going through the same challenges. They've got to be running up against the same brick walls. Um, you know, and having the same successes and stuff. And so, um, you know, we decided to kind of jump in and, and do this uh, podcast because what, what led it to it really was when the day that Scotty sold, I think we were actually setting in Scotty's the day they announced they were selling. <laughs> exactly. And they sold to a company out of, out of Colorado, I believe. And yeah. we looked at each other and both of us were like, this is a horrible idea because yeah. What made Scotty's was Scott Wise, a local guy. You know, you kind of got into it, and fast forward, they went defunct, belly up, and we just realized that we were geniuses in that. <laughs> and obviously, that was the sign. <laughs> right. um, and so we needed to get in and start doing a podcast and talking to other people. Yeah. Um, so that's what that's what kind of led us to this point. Um, it, we it, had some great conversations previously. Yeah. Um, you know, I think even though those kind of, a couple of them uh, made it out there, um, what we learned, we really learned more through doing that um, to now give us a better perspective when we go forward and kind of roll this out, what all entails, what we need to think about, um, what we need to plan on. Um, and I, I, I'm excited, man. I really am. There, there's a lot of times that we talked about doing this again, um, and we just, you know, we really knew that in order to do it, um, both of us are busy. Yeah. Um, we both have a lot going on. Yeah. Um, and so, in order to dedicate time to it, we knew we had to have somebody on the back end of this to help us really push it forward. Um, and and you know, luckily through through just 
I don't want to call it coincidence because sometimes I think it's just, you know, just fate sends, sends people your way. Yeah. Um, we had a good customer that made an introduction to Derek and Derek's skill set is exactly what we were lacking to be able to get in and really help us drive this thing forward. Um, so, so Derek is now online with us here and all the pressure is on you to drive this thing forward. <laughs> so <laughs> I started to say, yeah, no pressure. <laughs> but um, so yeah, this is actually my first podcast. So, oh wow! Um, so I, yeah, so, so podcast rookie, yeah, podcast rookie, first podcast, podcast but, version. Um, but yeah, I just I, I agree with what John said. I think paths cross when they're supposed to. Um, this year, I actually was planning on really vamping up my because this is my part time job, like something mm-hmm. I do for him. I just find more um, enjoyment and I wake up every day excited to do this because it's just puts in my what's in my blood I think so I enjoy so like it was just perfect timing when Kim said you know hey I have you know someone you might want to meet and I was like yes please because I think it's exactly what is it it's exactly what I needed at the right time so yeah good good and for those out there um, listening if you go on Instagram Search for Derek Brownie, uh, the Dark Knight. He is an incredible, incredible photographer. Um, there is, he, he is. I agree. Some, yeah, he's got some some cool shit out there. I, I went in, I went on and, and checked out the IG, the Instagram, and I was like, man, okay, so, yeah. okay. Yeah. I, you know, I did my homework. I did a little visual homework. I'm not, a, I'm not a big reader. So I didn't read a lot, but I looked a lot. Pictures. Was, yeah, pictures. It's like a picture book. That was right That's up my alley. Right. That's right, man. That's right. That's so too funny. Yeah. I was actually excited to see you here because I'm I'm stoked, man. You got some savage stuff. Your photography is hot. I appreciate it. It's like like I told you guys, it's a it's a fun hobby that I've been able to kind of turn into a business. Um, but I, I can't take a compliment, so you know. Oh, well, you're gonna have to get I, yeah. have to get on that. <laughs> yeah. But it, just, it it pains me to say thank you, but thank you. It, was, it, it comes with age, you know. <laughs> I, <laughs> me and I would have no problem taking compliments at this yeah. point in time. Where do you where do you get some gray in your beard and your hair? You you'll take compliments easily. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll be begging for them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I I you know a quote that uh, JB said years ago i don't know we've been talking for so long but he said there are riches in niches he said that. i'm yeah, sure you yeah. i'm sure you made that up by the way oh yeah <laughs> i'll take complete credit for it um but it, it was it's it's riches and niches and i think about that all the time for me like i can tell you right now that i know 30 40 50 artists that are way more talented than me and there are probably millions in the world way more talented than me but I don't know any that work harder than me I literally don't know one artist that works harder than me and then to have the savvy to to find a niche and snuggle up in that niche Mm -hmm. and that's what I do and that's where my riches are my riches are not in doing what everyone does but I do what I do and then I find a way to, to put it in front of as many people as possible, and that's where my riches come. And it's yeah. because you have that confidence in what you do, that's what attracts people to you. Yeah. So, and like you said, finding your niche, 
or yeah. finding your your lane is yeah. what's going to attract people to you because and everyone nowadays like they're just lack they lack self confidence yeah. but when you see someone who who's full of it it's attractive so. yeah and let's not and and I don't want to I don't want to just throw this out there but the Cleveland thing is huge because I'm a Browns fan I'm from Cleveland and and I have found that there are tons of people that go man you know I don't really get it but the whole Cleveland thing is is really interesting to me. <laughs> like you, you're a Cleveland fan, and you put it out there. So I decided to go take a look at all the rest of your stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, and that goes back to what you're saying. I mean, it's like the the being authentic. Yeah. At at all at all points, I'm not being anyone but myself. Yeah. And um, and anyone who knows me knows that. Like if if you see me on. Fox 59, I got Browns gear on. It's not because I'm trying to be somebody. No, that's what I wore. Like, that's yeah. that's what I wear all the time. Yeah, because nobody would put that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I always tell people, you know I'm an honest person because I admit I'm a Brown fan. I could lie to you. I could say, hey, I'm a Patriots fan. And you go, wow, man, you guys won eight Super Bowls or whatever. You yeah. know? No, he's a Browns fan. Wow. Really? Even more than year when they went 0 and 16. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> oh, so, um, you know, so let's go back a little bit just because, you know, I know, I know you've told your story so many times, um, but it's just, it's such a, it's such an inspiring story. It's a great story. Um, so I'll kick it off a little bit. So, you know, we I told the story earlier about us having the, the drinks at the wine bar. So come around, roll around, beginning of 2016, um, me and Odwin had went a couple months and hadn't really talked to each other, which is, you know, it's a little unusual that we go that long. Um, but so at the beginning of January 2016, I up and just quit my corporate job one day. Well, Melissa came home and I said, <laughs> by the way, I quit. Um, you know, and I had no plan. I, I literally, honestly had no plan. And so that gets back to the diving board story of, yep. um, the, there's a tons of people that have great ideas in the world and we've had this conversation many times and you'll see it when you talk to people you know they'll talk about the idea they'll talk about wanting to build something wanting to do something on their own um, and what separates those people from the people that do it is that willingness to stand at the end of the diving board and just jump yep. and know that somehow between here and there I gotta figure it out yep um, most people don't have that yeah um, it, it's that that fear um, it, it, it becomes way too frightening it's the security of the paycheck it's those sort of things uh, that people get freaked out with and they don't have that ability to dive yeah and I just I got to a point in life where I knew if I just didn't jump off the diving board um, I'd never do it because I would never have the plan yeah I would never have the perfect plan that made me feel like I could always replace my paycheck 100% and there wasn't going to be bumps in the road and everything was going to be fine financially, um, that plan doesn't exist. Yeah. Um, right. At least it doesn't exist for 99% of the people to do right. it. Um, you know, so so anyway, we went a couple months. We hadn't we hadn't really talked. I reached out to Odwin and he's like, hey dude, I had a stroke. Yeah. So 44 years old. Yeah. Um, Odwin has a stroke. Um, loses loses his ability to draw yeah um, but within that 
you know, it's kind of like you, you don't know what you got till you're gone, till it's gone kind yeah. of thing, you know. And I've thought about that because over the next few months, um, you know, of, of going to doctors and that sort of stuff and seeing the results, um, needing to overcome that, that paralysis um, on the right side, yep. right side of the body, um, it, it really put a determination in you um, to succeed at art. Yeah. And that, you know, the, I, I can look back and I can see the change, you know, that just that, that it gave you a bit of a drive, the challenge did. Yeah. Um, so, you know, kind of take us back a little bit to, to what you went through. Um, tell it your, your story. So, so as JB is telling, like I, <clears throat> previously I had an art career um, and it was a career when I was a younger guy it was in my 20s early 20s and I did stuff where I worked for Hasbro and Marvel Comics and DC Comics and DreamWorks and Sony Pictures and I was working on movies and comic books and all this other stuff but I was young <clears throat> and you never really think forward when you're young no matter how great things were I was never thinking of the future I was just thinking about what was in front of me and at a certain point, I just got tired of grinding what I thought then was grinding, but it was not grinding. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually slip and slide. I thought it was grinding, and I was just sliding along. And so then I took a job in management for a Fortune 50 company that does logistics and shipping. They express stuff overnight. Yeah, and they've got... Federally. Federally, that planes with purple tails. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> and... Uh, and 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 I, long story short, took the job for security. You know, I wanted a paycheck every week. I wanted insurance, um, and and those things were important to me at that point when I crossed from like twenty eight and twenty nine into thirty. And so, move forward over fifteen years. You know, I had. Uh, developed a, a, a strong inner working relationship with the company, had moved up, got into management. I had 60 employees. I was launching five or six wide body aircrafts every day. And all things considered, I was on a track to be certainly a director, maybe more. Um, I thought I did a good job. They thought I did a good job. And more importantly, my skill set is people, so I, I just work well with people. And I always had good uh, SFA, which is like a survey where the employees rate you. Um, and and, and I, I really enjoyed the job. Like, I really did. But the, the, the problem is my relationship with the job, my relationship with the people was great. My relationship with the job was not great. And um, I struggled with it. I really did. Um, I understood the plight of single moms. You know, they're working two, three jobs. Or the guy who got let go from a factory and he's 59, but he hasn't really acquired a good pension, so he's got to work another job. Mm -hmm. And he comes in with a huge work ethic. He's working his butt off, but he just can't do what he did when he was 29. You know, and um, and I just internalized a lot of the the strife that comes with the job of managing. 
that doesn't mean the job is bad or the company is bad. That just means it was not a good fit for me moving forward. And um, and then I you know end up working for someone who uh, maximized that struggle and in a negative way for me. And ultimately, you know, I ended up having a, a, a stroke on vacation. Literally, I'm on vacation. Like, you know, my employees told me in the hospital, you were talking about it for months. You were walking and running on a ramp and you were doing this and you were doing that and your diet and all that. And ultimately, it was just too late at that point. And um, I ended up going on vacation with Vicky. We're in our uh, lake house cabin and I had a stroke. And uh, it will be great to hear her tell her perspective of the whole thing when we do that. But ultimately, when I'm in the hospital sitting there and the doctor told me, he's like, you had a massive stroke. We're going to keep you here for a week. Like, they don't keep anyone in the hospital. Women give birth and they just send them out after they have a baby, you know, and they were going to keep you here a week. And they were like, your blood pressure and all your vitals are too far off the hook. Like, we have to keep you here. Uh, you may have another stroke and it'll be worse. Uh, you may die. <laughs> oh, thanks, Doc. <laughs> so I should stay? <laughs> yeah. So uh, he's like, no, you're here. You're not going home. And, and, you know, they came in like every three hours for a couple of days. You know, so I couldn't really sleep. And they would check my blood pressure, blah, blah, blah. And and just to give you a caveat, my, like my blood pressure was like, uh, uh, it's, it's supposed to be, uh, what, uh, not over 200. Yeah, it was, it was like two, I was at 260. My blood pressure was at 260 at, at, when they took it, which was like a day after the stroke. Right, because at first you didn't think you had a stroke. No, I didn't. You, you might have had a, a, yeah. a bourbon or two. Yeah, I thought I was, oh, I was like, oh, it's just this, I had some bad alcohol or whatever. And, um, so the point is that when I was in the hospital and the, the doctors gave me part of my uh, occupational therapy was to use my right hand when they found out I was an artist and they said, draw a clock, which is a circle and put numbers. I couldn't do it. I also couldn't eat with my right hand. I, I couldn't pick up a plastic fork. And I just sat there. I just sat there and I thought, like, this is where I am. Like, I'm 44. Like, if I run the table for the rest of my life, is this how it's going to be? And I said, you know what? I said, God, if you're listening, if you're there, I'm going to do it different. Like, I feel like you're trying to give me a message and, and message received. And I was like, I'm going to run the table the other way. Like, I'm not going to. I'm not going to chase the corporate thing. I'm going to chase my thing. I'm going to just go back to the art. And wherever it leads me, that's where I'll end up. Like, I might end up in the same place, but at least I will know I ran it using the horse that I feel like you gave me that you didn't give anyone else. Right. And it's just been a step progression that's been up ever since yeah and so let me get so you, you said something there that just made me think so 
you know, I, so when I was in corporate world, I was, I was on blood pressure medication. I had to take two Nexium a day for acid reflux. Um, and within six months of leaving the corporate world, going out on my own, I was off blood pressure medicine and I was able to quit taking the Nexium. Um, and I remember sitting to the doctors and the doctor's like, so what's changing your life? And I'm like, well, you know, I left my job. I'm doing my own thing. He's like, so no more stress. I'm like, no, there's a ton of stress. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's different. Yeah. And that's, you know, I think entrepreneurs, only entrepreneurs that have done it, that have jumped out, that have done it on their own, understand the difference that when you're doing it on your own, under no circumstances is there less stress. Oh yeah, you're right about that. But it is completely different to you. Absolutely, it is completely different. It's a zen. It's a zen thing. Yeah, it is. It's it's a it's a you know we were setting last night. Me and Melissa were setting and talking um, about just how little we've seen her family, and my family, you yeah. know, over the past year, um, and just talking about that. And uh, you know, I'm like, it, it's, but we're we're in a whirlwind. We're yeah. going 90 miles an hour a yeah. day. Yeah. And you get you get caught up in that. Yeah. And it, it's it's stressful. It becomes all-consuming. It becomes everything you do in your life is about that. Um, but it, it's there's something satisfying about doing your own thing that can't be explained. Yeah. You know, it can't. Somebody's got to be in it. Somebody has to go through it. Somebody has to be have done it for you to explain or to at least understand uh-huh. um, yeah. what you're talking about. Um, and that's that's really what we want to gear this podcast towards: is people that are either doing it, they're starting it, they're in the struggle, um, and the people that have been through it, and yeah. people that are now you know on the other side. And when we're going to have plenty of guests coming up that are on the other side of that home. Yeah. You know, they've got successful businesses, the businesses more or less kind of run themselves. Yeah. Um, and, and they're, they're reaping the rewards of the risk that they took yeah. and the hard work that they put in. Yeah. Um, I, I'm still on the uphill climb and I know you're still oh, on the uphill me too. climb too. Yeah. yeah. Um, rocks, rocks are hitting me in the face every day. So <laughs> that means I'm going up because the rocks right. are coming down. That's right. Um, <laughs> You know, you almost get a little worried when the rock doesn't hit you in the face on a certain day. <laughs> right you are. Because you know I'm getting two rocks in the face tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, but that's really what we want this podcast to be about. Yeah. Um, we want to we have people in that are on both sides of the mountain. Some are going to be on their way up. Some yeah. are going to be on their way down. Yeah. Um, you know, but, it, but it's try to get people that are going through what we want that we go through or that are, that are on the verge, you know, because at the end of the day, if somebody's standing at the end of that diving board yeah, and they're scared, yeah, um, I'm the ass that wants to shove them off. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, I'll give yeah. you a push in the back if that's yeah. what you need. Yeah. Um, and so hopefully, you know, as we go through this, um, you know, somewhere out there, somebody feels a push in the back Yeah, and they get off the diving board and they figure it out on the way down. Yeah. Not everybody figures it out. I don't know yet if I figured it out. Yeah. You know, I've been, I've been doing this now five years yeah. and I still don't feel like I've figured anything out. Yeah. I mean, we, we still struggle every day. Yeah. Um, we still scramble to meet payroll sometimes. Um, you know, we still, it's just, it's the way it is. But we're, we're growing, we're yeah. pushing. Um, you know, when we started, 
it, it's funny the change because when we were doing this podcast in 2019, I had one guy working for me. Yeah. I had a second one that kind of worked part time. Now we got nine. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it's a complete. We've acquired another business in that time. Um, we've got nine people working for us. I still make less money than I did my first year out of college. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you that. So I'm trying to. I'm not sure sometimes when I go home, like. I'm obviously not doing it right. I didn't figure something out because the reason you do this is to, to make a better life for yourself. But um, but well, let me ask you this. So, because I asked you, the last time we hung out, I asked you, give me the difference between then and now. Like, you and I know, we talked often about you acquiring a business and needing more people because you were doing every job. Yeah. And so right now, I'm the guy doing every job. I'm yeah. working in the business. I want to work on the business. Yeah. And so I'm trying to make steps to get where you are. Yeah. But you went from only in the business yeah. to working on the business and in the business. Yeah. So you're you're in that, that, that limbo phase yeah. where I don't even know about the limbo phase because I'm still working all in the business yeah. and on the business. So, Tell, well, how has that been? Like, what's it been like going from doing the trim and the woodwork and the cabinets and the staining? So, I mean, I, so I'll tell you in all honesty, if I look now um, at where we're at, um, I, what I struggle with the most is uh, I may be an idiot. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> to, to be honest with you. I question that sometimes. Am I an idiot? Because sometimes it feels like I can't figure anything out right. Yeah. You know, and I'm, I'm, you got employees standing there, you know, every day, and this is what we're working on, and the guys jump in and they work, and I sit there and go, oh my God, they're doing what I say. They believe what I'm saying, and I have no idea if it's right or not. <laughs> you're leading them one way or another. They're leading, you're leading them somewhere. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you know, me and Melissa have recently started walking, watching The Walking Dead. Oh yeah, you know. Oh, yeah. And, and so sometimes I've, you know, I feel like I'm, I'm in the middle of The Walking Dead, trying to figure it out. But the beauty of it is, you know, I've got a, a friend of ours. Me and Audwin have a friend um, who will be on a, a future episode of this. Um, he owns an engineering firm. Great dude, Don Spencer. Um, but you know, Don often says to me, he's like, not everybody can do what we do. Yeah. Because it takes a certain mindset to put yourself in the ability to to want to lead people knowing that you really at the end of the day may not know any more than what they know. Oh, that's oh God, that's awesome. And you just that's you know awesome. And, and I, I think about that often, you know, because I'm I Sometimes it's a worry because I go in in the morning and be like, is this the day? Is this the day that everybody comes in and be like, they realize you're a freaking idiot and I'm not working for you anymore. <laughs> that's, that's really good. I mean, it's, that's, uh, it's funny. I thought about Don a lot lately because I did, we did a pod, podcast with him yeah. at his firm. Right. And he led in with born Hoosier boiler by the grace of God. Yeah. And I remember then, that was a couple years ago. Yeah. I remember going, that's good. That's good. That's good. So when I had my spot on Fox 59, I finally 
finished an image with Boiler Pete standing there with the the slogan "Born Hoosier in Gold." Yep. Boiler by the grace of God in black, and it was Boiler Pete in the middle, and it was split down the middle, kind of like a Scarface thing. Man, people loved it. Yeah, they loved it. Awesome. They loved it, and, and I thought, man. That goes back to Don Spencer, but it, that, that's the deal. It's the truth, man. That you, you, it's 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 one of those things that only someone that's done it can yeah. say it, and yeah. only someone that's in it can understand it. Yeah, it it really is. Yeah. It, it just people want to trust their leadership. Yeah, they want to know their leadership, know what's going on. But just like parents, you're yeah. a parent. You don't know. There's no guidebook. Yeah. You make calls and decisions that you don't even know what's going on. Yeah. You do it with the best intentions, but you don't know the outcome. Right. And you don't have the the, the preconceived information to know that what you're saying is going to work out the way it's supposed to. Right. Man, that's awesome, man. Yeah. And so it's just all you can do, you know, and I, I use this phrase a lot with, with Melissa, is all we can do is keep going forward. Yeah. And man, was that... That was a motto for 2020 yeah. because there were so many times. I mean, we went through, you know, buying a business right at the end of 2019, three months in pandemic shutdown. You know, we couldn't even get, we had to move out of a building into a new space that we at least we couldn't get permits out of the town because the town shut down due to the pandemic. We couldn't operate. We couldn't go out and do what we needed to do to generate revenue. Um, we couldn't do sales calls. Nobody wanted you in their home. Um, and there was a lot of time we were just flying by the seat of our pants. I mean, literally flying by the seat of our pants. And it, so many times I just looked at her and be like, all I know how to do is just keep going forward. Yeah. Just keep going forward. Yeah. And that's the hardest thing. That's the hardest thing because that's where I think most most entrepreneurs that fail, I, I think, end up, and I only say this because I felt it yeah. several times. Uh, you just want to curl up in a ball yeah. and let it crumble down on you yep. because it's a challenge. It's too overwhelming. It can become very overwhelming. You're, you're looking at, you know, people say, well, the only way to eat an elephant is one bite at a time. But if the elephant's bearing down on you, yeah, how are you going to eat it? Right. How you gonna eat? He's about yeah. to stomp you. Like, what? Yeah. Are, what are you gonna do? Yeah. You know. And and I, 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 I've said this to multiple people, but I feel like the way you get through the adversity of something like 2020 is put your head down and go forward. Like, if 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 it's gonna KO you, it's yeah. gonna KO you. Yeah. Regardless. Yeah. But the only way you can move forward is putting your head down. In charging, yeah, it. it uh, I'm so excited about getting through 2020 that I look at 2021 like, oh, w w what do you have to offer? Like, it, it, yeah. to me, it's it's like just slicing up a cake. You know what I mean? Whereas 2020 is like you're trying to cut a brick. Yeah, and yeah. I just I I. I I want people to know if you're thinking about doing your thing, your business, your idea, your entrepreneurial spirit, right? Like, 
the time is always now. It's not like, don't wait for all the lights to turn green mm-hmm. for you to drive to work. Yeah. If you're like, hey, I can't go to work because all the lights are not green. Well, then you'll never go. It's like having a kid. Yeah. It's never going to be. It's, it, the timing will never be right. You'll never. never have enough money. You may get to points you think you do, and then as soon as the kid comes along, you realize, oh, crap. Yeah. We didn't. Yeah. Um, and, and it is like that. It's very much like that, that, you know, I would just encourage people that you got to go for it. Yeah. No, it's not going to be easy. Yeah. But the people that make it are the ones that don't that don't know quit. You know, I yeah. mean, so I played baseball growing up. Don played baseball growing up. A couple months ago, we're texting. Um, you know, and just, you know, I, I was texting him, and I'm like, he, he, I pitched. He was a catcher. And I said, you know, I feel like I'm in the bottom of the sixth inning. I got a noodle arm. And it's opening day, so I guess it, this would be a good enough. <laughs> so, but I'm like, I feel like I'm in the bottom of the sixth inning. I got a noodle arm. And the other team is just teeing off on everything I throw. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and I'm like, I, I needed to reach out. I needed the catcher to make a run to the mound to give me a little pep talk here mm-hmm. to keep me focused and to keep me going um, because right now I just feel like I'm getting shelled every pitch <laughs> I throw out there. And so you, you've got to have, know who your people are, find mentors. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that would be the first thing that mm-hmm. I would tell somebody is if you're wanting to jump out and you're wanting to start a business or you're new into a business, you've started a business, Find mentors. Mm-hmm. Find people that have done it. Find people that are where you're at, and then find people who have been farther along than you, because you will learn from both. Yeah. I mean, there have been so many times that our conversations over the past few years um, that just certain things ring out in a conversation, or you realize that somebody else is having the same struggle that you're having, and they're going through the same thing. There's a comfort in that. Yeah, There's absolutely. a comfort in that. That you know, earlier when I said that that you know just at the end of the day um you know i'm an idiot um but (laughs) but when you realize that you know what there's other idiots out here doing the same thing and they're successful uh it gives you some confidence yeah you know and you know derek said earlier about confidence and not having a lot of confidence some of that just comes with age yeah because as you go through and you and you, you run into more people you meet more people you have more experiences you start to realize that uh, you know, successful people don't necessarily, they're not smarter yeah. than everybody else. Yeah. I mean, trust me, I've met successful people, very successful people in businesses. That don't have degrees? That don't have degrees, that don't have common sense, that just strictly was willing to work harder than anybody else. Yeah. You know, and at the end of the day, that's what it's got to take. And that's why, you know, we've talked a lot um, in the past about having a passion for something. Mm-hmm. And you really do. Yeah, you know, uh, you've got to have a passion for what you do because you you're going to wake up on days not want to go to work. Yeah, to be frustrated, to be scared, to be nervous, to overwhelmed, everything. Um, and you need to have that passion because that's what's going to make you go ahead, get out of bed, throw your pants on, and go in. But you know, I think I think for an entrepreneur. So, for instance, today, yesterday, I listened to Guns N' Roses, Use Your Illusion 1, both days, all day long. And I was, I'm painting a piece that goes in Speedway, the Speedway Town Halls, new buildings, big project. And 
I literally enjoyed every second of the day. Every second. Yep. Never when I worked for corporate America did I enjoy every second that I was paid to be there. I thought, how fortunate am I yeah. to be paid to enjoy my day? Yeah. To was, enjoy it. Was it like time? Like stop or it, no, it, time? it wasn't even time. It was it was just like I showed up in my shop, I started painting, I did it, got done, went home. But did time fly by as well? Oh I yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Because yeah. you're enjoying it yeah. so much. Yeah. I, that's that's great point, Derek. The the greatest asset of doing your own thing and enjoying what you're doing is that there is no real time. I go, damn, how come I don't have more time? Like, I need more time to do this. Mm-hmm. No, you, you, you only get a, a, a sliver of time to enjoy your time. Yeah. You yeah. can listen to whatever yeah. you want. No one can tell you no. No one gets to tell you stop. Yeah. No one does. Like, you love it so much that it starts and ends so fast that you wanted to keep going. This isn't clocking in, doing that stuff, dealing with the stuff you deal with, wondering why you got there, how you got there. It was just, it was just like, and I never forget it. I was just like, I had a beer or two. <laughs> That's my disclaimer. But um, I, I just remember thinking all the hours, all the work, all the effort, was to enjoy this yeah you know it, yeah. It, it was a very special moment and and i don't i don't know how we get people who want to do their own thing they want to create a baby stroller that has holders for bottles and toys and that can collapse and fold the way that it fits into a small car yeah, yeah. but they think no one no one will ever want to do it right no one will want it no People want it. You want it, so people want it. Yeah. yeah. And and how do you how do you convince people to take that step? Yeah. Yeah. To find a way to make that idea happen. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's that's the importance because so many times I've talked to people, um, you know, when you talk about starting your own business, so many people their first reaction is, "Well, I'm not a salesperson." Yeah. I can't sell it. You know, if I go out and make stuff, how do I sell? I'm not a salesperson. Um, and that's why I would encourage anybody to go find people that are either at the point you're at or further, especially further ahead. Mm-hmm. Because it's shocking at how many people you're going to run into that will tell you they're not salespeople. Yeah. But there's something about a belief in what you're doing and having a passion for it that rubs off on people. You know, it just... People, people feel it. They sense it. Um, it comes across getting excited. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, I, I was, I was, you know, that's why I've always loved conversations with you because I've never left a conversation with you to where I left it lower than what it was when we right. started. Right. I always leave conversations. Yep. Same here. Feeling excited about something. Yep. You know, it may not be excited about what I'm doing. It may be excited about what you're doing. 
Yep. Um, Same here. You know, and it, it takes me back, when I say that, it takes me back to a, uh, and we got about 10 more minutes here, but it takes me back to, um, and, and I know you'll remember it, so the, the old, the books and brews. Oh, yeah. So, opening night, Fishers, yeah. actually it was like their pre-opening. Yeah. This was like before they even opened, it was the first time they opened the door. Yeah. Um, you know, you could go up there, and oh my God. What a freaking disaster. You know, and I mean, we've, we've had this conversation, dude. I would have wanted to quit after the first night. Yeah. yeah. Now there's seven, eight. Yeah. They're franchising them. Yeah. You know, maybe ten. I don't know how many of them there are now. In multiple states. Multiple states. Yeah. Cities and states. And there's what it changes. When you jump out on your own and you become an entrepreneur and you start working for it, your mindset flips. Yeah. It really does. Because when you see other people overcome a challenge and yeah. succeed, um, when you're on the when you're on the other side and you're wanting to be an entrepreneur and you just wish you could have the fortitude to go do it and you yeah. wish you had the guts or whatever, there's a little bit of jealousy. Oh there's yeah. There's a little bit of jealousy oh, to yeah. when you see people succeed oh, yeah. that had a bad start. Yeah. And, oh, they should never be yeah. there. You know. How can they do that? Right. Right. Come yeah. up. Not have not have the brews red ready. Not yeah. Have, yeah. 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 Your kitchen doesn't work. Your yeah. beer's warm. Yeah. The drains back on yeah. the floor. <laughs> you know. It's <laughs> <laughs> just spot on. That's spot on. You know. And it's now though. Now that you go through your own struggles, you look at it and you're like, hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. 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 Overcome yeah. it. Don't yeah. let it stop you. Don't let it keep you down. Don't let it knock you back. Because yeah. I can tell you that, and we've talked about it several times, that is the most, and had we not been there on opening night. I know. Had we not been there on opening night, that story would be completely unknown to us. And the fact that we were before our journeys into entrepreneurship. Yes. yes. It was perfect. Yeah. Because perfect. we left out of there just talking about, oh, how horrible. <laughs> but now that we've done that, it's like, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah for those people for yeah. overcoming that because yeah. a lot of people would have wanted to crawl into the ball and, and, and just collapse. They had a concept that was not on a radar. No. And that their opening at their, their flagship location was disastrous and they overcame it. Yeah. Kudos to them. Oh, hell yeah. Kudos yeah. to them. I, I, I sing their praises all day, every day. Yeah. 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 And that was incredible. And, and you know... Honestly, you think to even start that business was a huge hurdle. But yeah. then to overcome the hurdles that were in front of them when they started. Yeah. Off the hook. Yeah. Off the hook. Yeah, we, we've got to work on getting a Books and Brews podcast. Yeah, we do. Yeah, and I, you know, I never thought about it until we spent this time talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it, in the end, you know, and I, I hope that people um, feel JB and our passion for entrepreneurship. I guess that's w really what this is about. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, we're open and honest about our struggles, successes yeah. and struggles moving forward. You know, I'll be honest about everything that I go through in this podcast. Yep. The good and the bad. Yep. We just happen to be on an upswing for me. Yep. But, man, the dips the dips come quick. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I'm still a solo. I'm a solo LLC. Yeah. But I'm working on getting a couple of the members. Yeah. 
and I need a couple of members. You know, part of my struggles is finding members that care about it as much as I do. Yeah, that's hard. It is because it, it when is. when it when the money doesn't come out of their bank account, they don't yep. care as much. Yep, yep. That doesn't mean they're bad people. Yep. They just mean they don't care. Yep. So, and 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 so I need to find someone that cares about it, like it's coming out of their bank account, yep. the way I cared about it when I was working at FedEx. Yeah. And you know, it's funny that you say that because. You know, we're, we're going through some transitions right now where, um, you know, we're fortunate enough um, to do it, to actually do a job for a guy who is an incredible business mind. Um, and he'll be on a future episode. I'm going to make him do it. Um, but so he's been, you know, I've kind of been using him as a mentor. We've had a couple meetings. Um, and one of the things that he suggested to us was, do you have employees that you feel are dedicated to your business, um, and do you need to make them an owner? Oh, give them piece of ownership. So we've actually had we've had two employees that we've had conversations with to let them know um, that we're, we're working on some stuff now, bringing in some more partners, and we're we're actually going to make them owners because we don't want to lose them. They've been dedicated to us. Wow. Um, one of them is the the first guy that ever came to work for me. Um, who is as dedicated as employees you can get. He will do anything for us at any point in time. I mean, he has dog set for us. He's house set for us. He will run and do errands for us in the middle of the day. He'll go out on a job site and help do stuff that he doesn't even know how to do. Um, but he, he will just, whatever you ask, he will do. That's new wave and thinking, man. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's we've, awesome. We've got another guy that's come on. He's been with us for a year. Um, he actually left the aerospace industry. Um, to come make cabinets, yeah, and um, you know he is a hard-working guy, yeah. Um, and his again, he's he's been willing to do anything. What we hired him for is not at all what he's doing. We hired him to work in AutoCAD, yeah. And he got into it and realized he had done a lot of work in a project called, in, a, in a program called SolidWorks, which is different than AutoCAD. It became a challenge for him. Um, to do AutoCAD, which I have absolutely every faith in the world, dude, smart, he'd figure it out. Yeah. Um, but his willingness to do whatever was yeah. needed um, became more valuable than his willingness to learn AutoCAD. And so now we're moving into a role where he's he's going to be managing employees for us. He's going to be running part of our business, um, and we're going to make him an owner um, just because it's it, it, it's a He's a key employee, and we can't we can't lose him. You know, it's interesting when I was, which it's been five years now. When I was a manager at the other company that we, I, you know, I would always mentor employees on the nine, the nine indices of leadership, and I don't remember all nine of them. I used to give people hell for not remembering. Them. I can't remember, them. but. Um, one of those, the most important indice of those nine indices was flexibility. And think about it yep. as an entrepreneur. Yep. What's more important than being flexible? Oh, yeah. I yep. mean, you know, you think about when yep. you describe these guys yep. or individuals, yep. people that you may make members or owners of the company, it's their flexibility. Yep. You know, yeah, they're plugged in, yep. but you don't owe anything about this, but you got hard work ethic, 
Yep. You're willing to learn. Yep. And um, man, that's that's awesome. That's awesome. Yep. You know what I've run into trying to get people to come in to do what they consider menial jobs is their inability to be flexible. Yeah. Well, and that's you know to to anybody that's out there that's listening to this and you're an employee. Um, you could be the greatest person in the world at your specific task. Yeah. But if you're unwilling to do other tasks because yeah. you're not as good at them, you very quickly start to become obsolete obsolete to the employer. Because every company that has disappeared over the past year, they've become obsolete because of their inability to be flexible. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've got we got guys that work for us that are incredibly skilled guys that do a great job, um, but the moment you ask them to do something else, they're yeah. off mumbling to the other employees. Blah, yeah, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, you know. And for one, as an employee, never think that that doesn't get back to the owner. It always gets back to the owner. Sooner or you know, later. Sooner or later, it always gets back. Um, but it's that, you know, it's that unwillingness to be flexible you know, become, becomes a challenge. It becomes a challenge. When I was in the middle of my biggest online storm of orders, August last year, mm-hmm. due to the final four, um, I had people that emailed me, I want to buy X. I did these home boards. They're like five foot tall, 12 inches wide. They weigh like 40 pounds. And they cost like 20 bucks to ship. Mm-hmm. And people go, man, I would just, I want to buy it. I just don't want to pay 20 bucks for shipping. Fair enough. I'll deliver it. Oh, you do home delivery? No. I do home delivery. Like, I'm the only employee. Right. You know what I mean? Right. right. And, and people were, I'll buy it. You can, can I buy it free? I gave them a free shipping code. They bought it. I went to people's houses, delivered it. They didn't even take it in the house. They just planted it right on their porch. This is where it's going to be. I'm a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> you know? But what I'm saying is flexibility. Like, yeah. just, just yeah. I, I, I own a whole thing. I could be like, no, I'm, not, I'm beyond right. running art to people's houses. No, right. I'm not. Yeah. No. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You got as as an entrepreneur, especially as an early stage entrepreneur, you got to get over the. Uh, you, you get humbled real quick. Oh yeah, you do. I mean, it, it's you know, I, I, you can ask my guys. I get out and get dirty. I mean, if, if that's what's needed, I get out and get dirty, um, because it's just it's what you got to do. Yeah, it's what you got to do. The job's got to be done. I got to get it done. I got bills to pay. This is what I know how to do. Yeah, you know. So um, so with that, you know, it, it, this is a. Uh, so before we actually wrapped up, I had, right. I had a question for you guys. So I've just been taking some like show notes, um, just to throw it like in the description, so people can get a general overview of what the video was. Would Producer you, producing, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yes, yeah, I can't turn production it value. I can't go on up. It just happens. <laughs> but would you agree with this? Um, so this podcast would be about if you're passionate about entrepreneurship. Um, well, actually, let me start over again. You guys are passionate about entrepreneurship and want to share the good and the bad. Um, and also, something that people should be aware of, finding mentors is important. And you want to work on getting members and telling people to be flexible. 
would are those important things that you guys are going to talk about in the future or what am I missing? No, I think that's I think that's that that's a lot of what's gonna get talked about. Um, because those are the things that I think every entrepreneur has in common. You know, my my specific things that I struggle with, you know, today on, you know, the price of hard maple, that's not relatable. But, you know, getting employees, um, trying to lead people, trying to inspire people, um, trying to be inspired, trying to learn, trying to learn from other people, um, I think is, is critical. And I think those are the things that, that the conversation with entrepreneurs always winds up with those in those areas. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And, and I'll, I'll throw something else. And Derek, I'm, gl- I'm glad you asked the question because... You know, in my own life, personally, outside of prof- professionally, I found myself thinking about my uh, mentors, people who inspired me. Um, usually, when you're inspired by someone, your inspiration comes later after the person's already put that into you. Mm-hmm. You know, a teacher, a professor, your your father, your mother, whomever, and oftentimes. That person's gone. Like you, you can't go. I get it. Mm-hmm. I get it. Yeah. I, I, I see what you were saying. I hear what you're saying. Where did it come from for you? Why did you tell me that? Mm-hmm. And you know, I think it's one of those things where I hope this podcast forces people to sit back, take a moment, and say, you know, that that thing you said, it connected with me. But I don't know why. Why did it connect with you? Mm -hmm. And then ask the person, while you have the opportunity to ask them. Because people, as you said, I'm sure someone else said it, but you said it. Mm -hmm. The uh, father time is undefeated. Like eventually, people are gone. Like the majority of people who've inspired me are gone. Mm -hmm. I can't have a conversation with them. I can look back, I can think, I can can go over our conversations and say, well, maybe you meant this, maybe you meant that, but they're gone. I can't call them up and say, hey, when you said this and I just said whatever, what were you thinking? I had someone tell me um, when I was an artist, young, trying to get a Marvel Comics, DC Comics uh, contract, say, hey, I said, man, it's going to take forever. It's going to take me six months to get, get a contract. And he said, well, what's six months in comparison to the rest of your life? Well, I was 22. Yeah. Six months is a long time, right? When you're 22. Yeah. But he said that. He said, well, what's six months in relation to the rest of your life? Yeah. I was like, what's he know? Yeah. I'm 23. I don't want to be 23. <laughs> and no further ahead. Yeah, yeah. And, and right now at 50, yeah. I'm like, six months is nothing. And so that's my. that would be what I would leave people thinking about, like, What's that in relation to the rest of your life? Like the time is so short. 
Yeah. It's a lot shorter than you think. And yeah. it's way shorter than you think when you're young. Yeah. Yeah. What else you got? Is that it? Well, now it makes me want to go talk to my mentor. <laughs> <laughs> talk to him. So, so it was actually a former boss of mine who was actually my mentor. Um, but she's getting ready to retire. Um, and she's getting ready to move back to Europe because she's German. Um, so... Yeah, I better get on it before she's gone. Do you know German? Do you speak not German? A, not a okay, ask her when you see her next. <laughs> ask her. Wasserstein Liebling Eschens. Okay, say that again. Wasserstein Liebling Eschens. So does that need to be edited out? No. No. <laughs> All right. Well, it, it's recorded, so you yeah, can re, you can repeat it to her. Wasserstein Liebling Eschens. So I'm going to leave everybody with a, with a quick story and what it meant to me. So um, we, me and my wife, outside of 2020, we, we, we tried to do an annual murder mystery party. So the first one of these we did uh, was an Old West theme. Odd one shows up <laughs> with his duster, with his with these cap gun pistols and his holsters <laughs> on his belt. Um, cowboy hat now in case you couldn't you couldn't tell all this black guy so that doesn't really fit in the, <laughs> in the outfit but Alderman shows up covered in mud and Vicky comes in Vicky goes you know Alderman he's always trying to help people so that day we'd had that we got hit with like a foot of snow out of yeah. nowhere this was like the beginning of April yeah and we got hit with like a foot of snow um, Odwin seen people slide off the road. He stopped, helped people, pushed them out, got them on the way. And I'll tell you, that stuck with me more than you will ever know. And what it has meant to me is don't ever be afraid to get a little freaking dirty helping somebody else out. Yeah. You know, and that that has that has meant more to me than you know, um, than you will ever know because it it says something about not only does it say something about your character, you're just you're a great human being, but it just you know we've had a couple guys come around since we've had our shop and they want to come in and they want to help us and they want to learn you know and I've got guys that look at me like dude they're just they're learning how we do stuff yeah you know I'm like that's okay yeah that's okay yeah because. Never let it be a bad thing and be afraid to get a little dirty helping somebody else out. If they learn from it and they go do their own thing and they end up competing with us, yeah. you know what? So be it. Yeah. You know, if they're able to overcome us and knock us off, then that's on us. Yeah. That's on us because we, we, we taught somebody to do what we do and they went and did it better. Right. You know, that's more awesome. power to them. That's awesome. Man. So I just want you to know that I that, appreciate that. There's so many ways that 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 was a lesson to me. Um, just that I know you never thought of at the time. No, I didn't. <laughs> but it, it's just it's it's just meant a lot. It's when meant he, a lot on that. Sorry, I didn't mean it. No, go ahead. when he told me that story, I said I immediately know what kind of person all of yeah. is now. So. Yeah. So so uh, full disclosure, at the risk of ruining the story. <laughs> All I thought was, I've got a really awesome trench coat for my brother-in-law that I just got soiled with mud that I got to get dry cleaned. 
and, and, and I did. I got it dry cleaned and gave it back to Mike. And uh, but it, it, yeah, that's that, that's awesome, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. that. Thank you. I appreciate so, that. Everybody out there, um, you know, the the next podcast that we're going to record is going to be with our wives because really over the past year. Um, you know, as me and Audwin kind of let the podcast thing kind of go to the side, um, our wives certainly kept plugging at us. Um, you know, as we started to kind of get out of the, the pandemic and the and the, uh, the the being locked away, um, you know, we we'd had lunch or brunch, I guess, with our wives, and it was one of the first things that Audwin's wife Vicky had said to me was, "When are you going to do the podcast again?" Oh. Um, you know, I, I think. They saw that there was something um, that inspired us about this. They wanted us to keep doing it, um, and, and and to be honest, we just, I enjoy it. I really enjoy oh, it. I, I spend awesome. the time. I've always enjoyed the time sitting and talking to you, Love bringing it. other people in. Yeah, um, you know these are never scripted. We never give people a list of questions that we're yep. going to talk about. I never set and write up things that yep. I want to talk about. I know Odwin doesn't either. Nope. Um, these are just honest to goodness free-flowing yeah. conversations yeah. that just happen over a beer or a bourbon and yeah. i'm drinking pbr by the way uh because they didn't have a big selection but it was the best sounding one of what they had so i'm taking it old school and i want to say is is someone who crossed the threshold of 50 in february bourbon has become my jam and i've had Unfortunately, a lot of bourbon from February to, 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 to uh, April 1st. Um, and my personal favorite happens to be Hotel Tango's six-year bourbon. Um, and, and I guess that's a plug because why would I say it? But I've had an Angel's Envy and Russell's 10-year and Knob Creek and Buffalo Source and I've had a bunch of bourbons. That doesn't mean I have a problem. That just means I'm committed. <laughs> to learning all about it. Yeah, learning about yeah. bourbon. Um, and, you know, Hotel Tango has hosted us. They've been very generous on very short notice. But I'm serious. Like, if you want mixology, Hotel Tango's a spot. But if you want bourbon, just try to a six-year... I've had people from Kentucky. Yeah, say, they're bourbon snobs, though. Yeah, they're, they're, they're high on a bourbon, and yeah. if it's not Kentucky, they don't get it. But um, it's it's just the, the six-year is, is fantastic, and it's smooth, and it's good, and uh, I'm going to leave here with a bottle of it. So it's right all on. good to right me. On. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for um, tuning in, um, and hopefully uh, this continues on, and uh, the pressure's on Derek to make this a household name. Oh, yeah. There you go, Derek. <laughs> there we go. I am up for the challenge. And uh, just really at the end of the day, if, if, if one person can be inspired to be inspired to take that dive off the diving board and figure it out before they hit the water, um, then you know what? I, could, I tell people every time I have in... Ever since I graduated college, I have not made less money than I do right now. But I absolutely enjoy my life more in so many ways uh, because I control it. Because it's mine, because I'm building it, because I'm doing it my way. 
Um, and there is a satisfaction in that that cannot be explained to somebody that doesn't do it. And in truth, the deep end of the pool is not that deep. Not at all. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. It's awesome. Thank you.